Welcome back to another episode of the Behavioral Economics and Marketing Podcast Series. This is Sandra thomas Commonall. In this episode, we will be talking about building a growth mindset with inoculation theory. So jumping in, what is inoculation theory? Inoculation theory is a social psychology and communication theory that was first proposed by social psychologist William J. McGuire in 1961 and expanded upon by many notable researchers in the fields of social psychology, communication, and behavioral economics. As the name suggests, the theory employs medical inoculation as an explanatory analogy as inoculation theory is a model for building resistance to persuasion attempts through pre-exposure to weaker counter-arguments. In this way, inoculation theory is unique. Instead of offering ways to enhance persuasion, inoculation offers resistance to persuasion. In other words, inoculation theory is a bottle for building resistance to persuasion attempts by exposing people to arguments and giving them counter-arguments to refute attacks. Inoculation theory has great potential for building resilience against misinformation, fake news, risky health behaviors, emotionally manipulative marketing, and political messaging. Okay, so let's give an example. Inoculation theory applied to prevention of smoking has been heavily studied. These studies have mainly focused on preventing youth smokers and have found that inoculation seems to be most effective in young children. Research has shown that the focus on promoting methods by which students can resist peer pressure to start smoking has resulted in a substantial reduction of smoking among students. In 1992, Fao and Associates examined the role of inoculation, as well as the longevity and persistence of inoculation, when attempting to prevent adolescents from smoking. Elementary school students watched a video warning them of future pressures to start smoking. In the first year, resistance was highest among those with low self-esteem. In a follow-up study in 1994, students in the group showed more attitudinal resistance to smoking than they did previously. The study and its follow-up demonstrate the long-lasting effects of inoculation treatments. Inoculation theory research has shown that even a small amount of attitudinal change proves to be a step further in resisting unhealthy behavior and adopting a safe and healthy lifestyle. Key components of inoculation theory. There are four basic key components to successful inoculation. Number one, threat. The message receiver must interpret that a message is threatening and recognize that there is a reason to fight to maintain and strengthen their opinion. If the receiver of an opposing message does not recognize that a threat is present, they will not feel the need to start defending their position and therefore will not change their attitude or strengthen their opinion. Number two, preemptive refutation. This is the cognitive part of the process, providing specific content that message receivers can employ to strengthen attitudes against subsequent change. This aids in the inoculation process by giving the message receiver a chance to argue with the opposing message. Number three, delay. McGuire suggests that a delay between inoculation and further attacks is necessary to strengthen a person's attitude. Several scholars have found evidence to back that idea up. However, there is debate on how much of a delay is necessary. 
Number four, involvement. An individual's involvement with an issue determines how effective the inoculation process will be. So let's apply this to marketing leadership in building a growth mindset through inoculation theory. To get started, let's review growth mindset. A growth mindset was first proposed by Stanford professor Carol Dweck in her book Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. The growth mindset theory is centered around the belief that intelligence and learning can be developed and improved. If someone has a growth mindset, they have a positive attitude towards learning and their ability to progress and achieve. They embrace challenges, persist through obstacles, learn from criticism, and seek out inspiration in others' successes. Dweck and colleagues further assert that those with a growth mindset believe that they can achieve what they set their mind to. The thought behind a growth mindset stresses that our minds are like muscles that can get stronger with use, can result in higher test scores, achievements, and growth. For this reason, we can apply inoculation theory to cultivating a growth mindset by inoculating oneself against a fixed mindset. In a fixed mindset, individuals believe their basic abilities, their intelligence, their talents are just fixed traits. People with a fixed mindset believe that abilities are mostly innate and interpret failure as the lack of necessary basic abilities. There are many ways in which to inoculate yourself or others against a fixed mindset. Here are just a few. Number one, set goals. A growth mindset is rooted in the belief that you can improve. Setting goals for improvement is one of the best ways to inoculate yourself against a fixed mindset. The goals can be personal or professional in nature. They can be skill-based, such as learning to swim, achievement-based, such as getting a promotion, or simply initiating change, such as returning to school. They can be small or large and life-changing. If you have a strong fixed mindset, you may want to start smaller to see the change before tackling the bigger goals. As an aside, I recommend setting KPIs. I am a huge proponent of setting KPIs on a professional and personal level. Consider writing down your goals, your KPIs, timing, benchmarks, etc. Number two, own your failures and successes. Failure is a part of life, but it is also a part of growth. Own your failures and shortcomings. People with a fixed mindset tend to play the blame game, blaming others for their shortcomings and failures. Accepting responsibility is a step towards growth. Consider keeping a log of successes, especially ones where you had to overcome obstacles. If you are managing a team, take on a coaching leadership style. Help your team to own their shortcomings and celebrate their successes. If the team comes up short, brainstorm as to why it happened, what skills need to be developed, where the team is lacking, are there enough hands in the kitchen, or are there too many? Do they have the tools and budget they need? Were the goals too lofty? Coach the team, or individually when necessary, about how they can improve in the future. My son plays Little League. During a game, some of the best coaches will take notes of plays that didn't go as great as they should, things that could have been done better, as well as the spectacular plays. During the post-game huddle, the coach will talk about the plays. Then in the next practice, they review those plays. This type of coaching works on and off the field. A coaching leadership style is a great way to build your team's growth mindset through inoculation theory. Learn more about the coaching leadership style in the Behavioral Economics and Marketing podcast episode, Seven Most Commonly Effective Leadership Styles. 
Also, don't forget to celebrate your team's successes. When applicable, have a party, luncheon, or other incentive to celebrate big wins for the team. Give credit where credit is due and discuss and reflect on wins with your team. Number three, success stories. Hearing success stories, stories of struggles, and overcoming obstacles, especially ones where someone failed multiple times prior to succeeding, could help to inoculate against the idea that failure is a result of the lack of necessary basic abilities. The success stories can be related to your specific goals or hang-ups, but they don't have to be. Number four, build on it. Whether someone else's story or your own, take time to reflect on failure and success stories. What did they have going for them? What did they have coming against them? Why did they fail? What did it take to finally succeed? Was it persistence, learning a new skill, a strategic partner? Taking the time to reflect can help to dispel false ideas about failure, growth, and success. Number five, mind your mind and mind your language. Keeping your thoughts, words, and actions positive towards growth, learning, and your goals is so important. Mindset is all about attitudes and beliefs. Attitude and beliefs are often established by past experiences, but perpetuated through thoughts, words, and actions. Wrapping it up, understanding how we as humans make decisions is an important part of marketing and leadership. Behavioral economics is the study of decision making and can give keen insight into employee behavior and help to shape your leadership style. Inoculation theory is a social psychology and communication theory that employs medical inoculation as an explanatory analogy as inoculation theory is a model for building resistance to persuasion attempts through pre-exposure to weaker counter-arguments. In this episode, we considered ways to inoculate yourself and your team against a fixed mindset to build a growth mindset. If you are enjoying this podcast, give me a shout out, like it, share it, follow it, and review it. Also, if you enjoy my style but want to learn more about travel destinations, you are in luck. I just launched a new travel podcast, The Hub and Spoken Travel Show. Check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or online at www.hubandspokentravelshow.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Behavioral Economics and Marketing. This is Sandra Thomas-Kamenal. Yeah.